John Barry, step back. Arturo is in the house. <laughs> What's up? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, Are you excited? You know, no time to die. I am. I'm getting excited, man. Less I'm getting than two excited. months. Audience, our audience, the audience, welcome to the first episode of our special Mad Unreal Countdown to No Time to Die, uh, which we are calling 007 and Counting. Countdown. The countdown. Yes, we are going to count down to Eon Productions' 25th James Bond film and Daniel Craig's swan song as James Bond 007 um, with the special seven, actually, seven special episodes uh, outside of our regular main show. Uh, so I've been looking forward to this. Um, the film is slated to release in the U.S. Uh, April the 10th. Um, and uh, in England, uh, a little earlier, I've seen as early as April the 2nd, uh, April the 3rd, and as late as April the 8th. So uh, the closer we get to it, the more that we'll, more that we'll know. Uh, so. Yeah, and this is, this is like part of the, this is like the most exciting time. One of, you know, as a, as a fan of the franchise, building up to these films and, you know, getting the little taste of what's going to happen and, you know, the speculation that mm-hmm. we do, you know, this is, this is probably one of the most exciting times of these movies. And, and it's even more exciting, I think, now because, you know, back in the day, we used to get them, what, every year or every other right. year. Now it's, you know, every three years, every four years, sometimes every five years um, in the Craig era. So this is us. Uh, it's a really exciting time as you as we're building up to this uh, to his last film. So this is the very first episode uh, Matt on Real 007 and Counting, and we're calling this one Universal Exports, Bond in the Age of Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, we wanted to take a look at the Bond franchise in 2020 uh, just to see how it's been impacted by the elephants in the, in the franchise room, both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, uh, of course, Star Wars. What do you think, Isaac? Do you think that James Bond even has mm. a universe? Um, that is an excellent question. And I think, you know, when you look at what's going on with the MCU, with what Marvel has done over the last decade, um, and it's definitely had like this ripple effect throughout, um, you know, unreal franchises, even, um, something like Mission Impossible, uh, with the Tom Cruise thing, I think has been impacted by the, you know, the need to tie things together, so to speak, um, which is part of what universe is, is about. But I think to your question, to your point, The other thing that, you know, building a cinematic universe is about is about the other characters. And do you have enough story? You know, do you have enough narrative to stretch it out outside of your main focus? So with James Bond, we've been, you know, we've been almost trained to zero in on Bond and focus in on him, not just within the franchise, but even in the particular movies, because usually a typical Bond movie, he may interact with, you know, M and Q and Moneypenny at the beginning of the film. And then he's off and it's like him versus the Mm -hmm. world, basically. And then we encounter, you know, 
the Bond women. We encounter, you know, the villain. We encounter maybe some allies, some temporary allies. You know, Felix Leiter may drop in every once in a while. But really, our focus is on, you know, uh, primarily on Bond. So we're kind of trained to think of him um, as if he is the universe. You know, there's nothing really outside of him. So when you say, does Bond have a universe? I think the immediate reaction or the immediate feeling is no. It's just it's all about Bond. It's all about 007. But let's, you know, let's for the for, you know, the sake of argument and for the sake of this episode, let's look a little bit outside of that and think, okay, do we care about these other characters? Um, You know, back in the day, I think they did a better they did kind of a better job of expanding things. You know, we had the um, I remember there was a cartoon in the early 90s, you know, James Bond Jr. or Mm -hmm. some shit like that It was like his nephew Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, You had games, you had serialized novels, extended novels outside of the Fleming stuff. This, that, and the third. But you could argue that still the focus was always on Bond. So looking at the other characters, I guess I have to ask you, you know, do we care about what, you know, Money Penny is doing when she's not, you know, answering the phone outside M's office and telling, you know, flirting with Bond? Do we care about what Q Branch is doing? Is there another area of Q Branch to explore? Because it is called Q Branch. It's not just James Bond's personal artillery. Mm-hmm they outfit the 007 section and and presumably they outfit a lot of other agents outside of the 00 section. Um, Do we care about Felix Leiter? You know, what does Leiter do? You know, could you see that? That is one thing I could see right off the bat. I could definitely see a Jeffrey Wright, you know, spinoff film, um, a Felix Leiter focused film that wasn't exactly the same tone as Mm -hmm. James Bond. Um, Wasn't, you know, high adventure where it was more, you know, maybe more uh, Le Carre than Fleming. Um, You know, I could see a a Jeffrey Wright, Felix Leiter uh, feature like that. But I think the biggest question, though, man, is that when you think about in terms of an extended or broader universe for James Bond and does he have a universe? The real question is, do we care about the other double O's? Do we want to see what other double O's are doing? They've been hinted at throughout the series. I think it was in Thunderball where we saw um, him, you know, Connery's Bond met, um, you know, he's at a table at the beginning of the film with a bunch of other double O's. I think the entire double O section was there. Um, We've seen, you know, in uh, Goldeneye, Sean Sean Bean played 006 uh, opposite Pierce Brosnan's 007. Um, You know, we've seen 009 hinted at as recently as Inspector, but we didn't get to see him or her. Um, so, I, you know, and in this film, No Time to Die, uh, Lashana Lynch is playing 007. Um, I, she obviously gets his number after, you know, uh, Craig retires. So after Daniel Craig's Bond retires in the film. So, um, and, uh, you know, presumably he'll get the number back by the end of No Time to Die, but we'll have to see the film mm-hmm. before we know that. So I, I think that to answer your question, does James Bond have a universe? I think yes is the technical answer, but do we want to see that? You know, do we care about that? And that's that's why I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, speaking on. personally, I I recognize that there is the making of a universe. I don't necessarily think that 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 Bond needs a universe um, for for the same reason that you had you had uh, mapped out that it's it it's it's really Bond in and of mm-hmm. himself. You know, one thing that I personally care about. Right, Bond versus the yeah. world. But one thing, one, one thing that I care about, you know, are the assassins. And the assassin roster is, is almost plays mm. out like, uh, like a superhero villain roster. Jaws, 
in particular stands out who um, mm-hmm. was in, uh, he debuted in The Spy Who Loved Me, and we saw him again in Moonraker, um, but also Odd Job from, Gold, mm-hmm. from um, Goldfinger, um, uh, Kleb from, from Russia With Love. Red Grant from mm-hmm. Russia With Love. Um, you're, you're interested in seeing the further adventures of the supervillains of like what what is Jaws doing when he's not chasing 007 well no but when you knew that Jaws existed in Moonraker just just knew that that threat was present on both sides right you know and that right. build up tension in the films you know mm-hmm. but is this is this also about you know, because when you talk about a universe, cinematic building, cinematic universes, and so this is why the MCU is kind of the blueprint for this. But then they kind of flip it a little bit. But you're talking about, you know, extending an, an aesthetic, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, what I'm saying you're, you're, you're taking what happens in one world, extending it and then populating that extension with other characters. So when we talk about the MCU, there's a lot of difference in those films. You know, when you talk about you looking at, you know, uh, Iron Man versus Ant-Man versus a, you know, Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of difference in these, mm-hmm. these films, but they're, ex- they, they are existing in a, in a, in a single world in a, you know, soul world. And in that world, something that happens may affect, you know, have a ripple effect through these other things. So there's an aesthetic there. When you're talking about, you know, um, James Bond, when we look at the Bond films to this point, they've been, there's been so many standalones Mm -hmm. and until the Craig era, you know, it was was pretty much all standalones. Um, You could argue that there was some, you know, there was, there was some um, connectivity between say Dr. No and from Russia with love or say um, this, uh, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and you know, you only live twice. There's, there's, uh, or diamonds are forever. There's, so there's some connectivity and some places, but we're we're essentially talking about a bunch of standalone films. So can you see that aesthetic of what is James Bond? If we take that and extend that, and start populating with other you know characters, whether it be Jaws, whether it be Spectre, you know, saying Spectre is such a huge organization. What else are mm-hmm. they getting into? You know, what else goes mm-hmm. on there? Um, I can I can I can actually see that. I can see that. But I wonder is there room because what makes John James Bond so um singular and so like the tone and the tonality of those films is so tied to Bond himself that I wonder is there room to really go off in another direction, you know, but at the same time stay within that Bond universe. You know, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. What what defines the Bond universe? You know, what I'm saying what we know it defines, even if we can't put it in definitive words, we understand what defines. Sure. You know, the MCU. Sure. We can we can say what well, is that's the MCU. Be, that's film. because that's because um, Star Wars and definitely Marvel, they don't have one point of failure. Whereas, mm-hmm. in the Bond franchise, Bond is in fact the point of failure. You know, if he gets, mm-hmm. you know, if 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 he ever dies in a film. Which is rumored that it may happen in no time. But you see, I'm saying, but if he dies in the well, film, that's, that's then yeah. it's 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 over on paper. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. on his shoulder. It's there's all on no his shoulders, right? there's no common there's no common thread that runs through all of these stories to be able to fall back on to develop right. new 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 characters, new stories, which still justify you know the um, the conflict points. So the start right, Iron Man can die and it's all good. We can continue on with right. the MCU. Yeah, and right. uh, you know, 
Luke Skywalker can fade away. Yoda can fade away. Vader mm-hmm. can die. Why? Because you have the Force. And it's the Force mm-hmm. that produces the yin and the yang of the Sith and the Jedi and the variants that are in between. Sith and the Jedi, the Empire versus yeah. the Rebels. You know, there's a there's a broader story. So is there is there a broader... There's no broader story in Bond, is what you're saying, I think, is what you, is, what, is the point you're getting at. It's all Which about James Bond. Which is why I don't think that he has a universe really that he even needs a universe um mm-hmm. i mean it makes me question it makes me question the how far this how far this franchise can go mm-hmm. because do you start out with a younger bond after the craig area which they did are you saying oh you saying do they go even younger than they did in casino royale like, do they go back to when he like when he first joined the Secret Service? You know, right, right. Yeah, you you effectively retell okay. the story. I I think though what they would you know what I think I see what you're getting at, and I think what they would need to do is if you look because they they kind of they kind of mess Spectre up in Inspector. You know, it it wasn't handled correctly. You know, we've talked about that on other shows, and I think that to create that you know, Infinity Stones, Thanos slash Empire slash, you know, Jedi versus Sith to to create that type of tension and that type of world building that you could populate with other characters. I think the Bond universe may have to, you know, okay, let's look at Spectre and really see how we can do that correctly. And therefore it's not just Bond versus Spectre. It's, you know, this other character we have versus Spectre. It's uh, Felix Leiter versus right. Spectre. It's another double O versus Spectre. It's Q Branch and how they right. figure it. Right, because your know thread, then, like becomes, your thread then becomes world events, world-threatening events. Right, you, you, you create a, a, a playground, essentially. And I, I think what your point is that Bond, from film to film in the standalone films, has, you know, individual playgrounds, but there's no big playground that he's playing in. There's no... There's no through line. There's no overarching narrative that we could actually say, okay, that's the universe, you know. And I think that didn't they try? I believe you know prior to uh, Die Another Day, or maybe it was you know while the film was out and it was making money, even though fans weren't really loving it. Um, I believe that they were rumored to be you know trying to develop a Halle Berry mm-hmm. you know spinoff of her character mm-hmm. Jinx. Um, but I think you know the fan reaction just wasn't good and you know she you know i'm a i love halle berry but that uh that bond character the bond the bond slash girl bond woman um uh of jinx just wasn't it wasn't good you know it didn't come off it didn't work right so i think that that you know the idea got killed pretty early on but let's say they would have went you know went forward with that it essentially would have been just a another Bond film only instead of in the role of James Bond, you got Jinx, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessarily building a universe or creating a, an extension. It's basically just doing a female, you know, American CIA version of your, you know, male, um, MI6 character. So I I think I see your point. They need to do, or I think we're on the same page for them to do this correctly. They need to actually create that playground, um, if that's where this is going, you know, I think the, your your first question was um, or the beginning of the this show was, you know, talking about the influence or the impact of the elephant in the room, which is the MCU and Star Wars. Um, and is that going to impact Bond? Is Bond going to go in that direction? Do we want it to go in that direction? Um, does the audience expect it to go in that? Are audiences in 2020 so used to that type of world building 
that they're going to expect that from all of their franchises. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on how how interested um, Eon is getting into you know real events using that as a a, um, a um, a foundation to create a story yeah, from. I, I, you yeah, know what I, I mean like it. okay yeah. what are what are the glo- what are the global ever, what are the fundamental that? global threats that we're that that we're dealing with in 2020 you know there's the there's a long-standing yeah, palestinian yeah, israeli conflict there's north korea and nuclear weapons there's there's mm-hmm. um, um um what are referred to as you know radical islamic terrorist groups right so th- these are your these are your these are your three central um and that's just three. I mean, there's, you know, Brexit. There, there are all these world events, right? That matter to the, the world things that are on the, that matter right. to the Western world. Right, so can world. you, you yeah. know, can the, you the use that? World. And I think Lacar did this a lot in his novels. You know, can you use, because the Cold War was the basic template for the original Bond, the original Sean Connery Bond film. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They did, they, they, they did do that with Cold War. But I think even in that, even in that, even in that realm, or even in those type of scenarios, they created, they they created, they took those big themes and they created, you know, Spectre, or they created a certain henchman or a certain villain that represented all those things. And then Bond went one on one with that person. I think though now the difference is that man, the audience is a lot more sophisticated than back mm-hmm. then. It's not, you know, the Cold War for all of its complexities was viewed was viewed by um, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of Westerners in a very black and white, you know, situation, good guys versus bad guys. Whereas now I think there's, I think the audience is a little bit more sophisticated, not a lot, but a little bit more sophisticated. So some of these world events, um, you know, it's harder to say, okay, here's the big bad and bond bond is going to go against that big bad. Cause if you notice in the Craig era, he really hasn't done that. It's not been, you know, Daniel Craig's bond versus the Russians or Daniel Craig's bond versus the mm-hmm, Chinese. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's, or even the, the, uh, North Koreans. I think the last time we saw the North Koreans was in, uh, die another day, um, where they were the big mm-hmm. bad, you know? Um, so I, I don't think that, I, I don't think that, you know, connecting bond to real world events is necessarily the way to go. I actually think that if they do do this, and this is this is what I'm saying, this is the central question: is is this what the audience, the broader audience, is going to expect from Bond? I don't, I don't think diehard Bond fans want this, but I, I wonder if the broader audience, the ones that you depend to come see these films so they can make you know a billion dollars, are they expecting? Hey, why isn't Bond you know creating a bigger playground, so to speak? Um, in the way that, you know, these Marvel films and these Star Wars films are doing, you know, um, to, that's why I think if, if they expect that, then I really feel Eon is probably going to, if they react to that, then they may take a cue from, you know, like you said, the Cold War era Bond films and not necessarily pit him against, you know, um, certain ideologies, but more so pit him against, you know, fantastical characters that are created mm-hmm. from those ideologies. Um, which I guess, like I mentioned, Die Another Day a minute ago, the main antagonist in Die Another Day was North Korean, but it was obviously, you know, it was a fantastical creation, you know, coming from that, 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 um, that ideology. And then I believe it was his father, then, you know, I haven't seen Die Another Day in forever. It's not really a good film, but I believe his father in that film, um, a North Korean general, um, actually tried to rein, you know, the antagonist in. So I say all that to say I don't. I'm not sure which way they're going to go, but I think some of the audience expectation is going to play into that. 
Um, but the next question is, um, you know, what what's happened so far in the Craig era? I think that's what's that's what's we're looking at this Craig era and seeing what have they has it already been impacted by the MCU and Star Wars? Um, and that's I think that's a reflection. That's a good question, because the Craig era, if anything, has been extremely different than the Brosnan era or mm-hmm. even the Roger Moore era. I was, I was not, I'm not trying to skip over the Dalton era, but it was, you know, we're talking about two films versus, you know, all these other ones. So it can't be argued that the Craig era has, you know, like you said, it's definitely created brand new Bond fans, you know, Casino Royale in particular um, and Skyfall, you know, in particular, as far as being the most successful Bond movie. So I think that can be argued, but I think even more, if you go back to Casino Royale and even Quantum of Solace, which was a direct, literally a direct continuation of mm-hmm. Casino Royale, takes place mm-hmm. moments after mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Um, the influence there, you you, ha- you can't leave this out. You can't leave out the Jason Bourne influence. Uh, uh-huh. you know, because between, mm-hmm. between Die Another Day and Casino Royale, we had the Bourne. You know, Bourne is the Bourne hits theaters, and I don't have it in front of me. I don't know what year, but that changed everything. And so you had not only in terms of tone, um, but also in terms of emotional stakes. And so I think that had a huge impact on what we saw in Casino Royale, you know, which was based on Casino Royale, obviously based on Fleming's first novel. Um, so it wasn't like they, you know, they pulled this story out of thin air and tried to make it as close to Bourne mm-hmm. as possible. But we had never really seen that much emotion out of Bond. You know, I think the closest thing would have been, you know, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. But we saw so much emotion out of Bond in Casino Royale, um, falling in love, quitting the, you know, quitting yeah. the service, um, then mourning the death right. of Vesper, and then the continuation into Quantum of Solace, where he's just on ven- he's straight vengeance in a way that, you know, similar to Jason Bourne. So I think that was like the first real inf- influence. But then when you look at these five films um and obviously no time to die has not come out yet so we can't there's only so much we can speculate on but um when you think about these five films this era of craig has you know has built its own little mini universe you know true is all about bond it's not like we're seeing you know him different characters go on Mm -hmm. different adventures but at the same time whether you loved it or hated it, what they did in Spectre by, you know, Blofeld showing up and saying, okay, everything that's happened, you know, has been tied together and I'm the orchestrator that he's basically, you know, that was his Thanos moment. I thought it was very weak. I didn't like it, but at the same time, that's what they were doing. You know, his Palpatine um, moment. <laughs> that was his Thanos, his Thanos, yeah, his Thanos slash Palpatine Vader moment. It's like, he's, I'm, I'm that right. dude, you know, and I'm, you know, th- all, everything that's happened from Casino Royale, up to this point has been connected um and that to me went beyond the born influence and went into the you know this was influenced by mcu Mm -hmm. and star wars you know this was a moment where we were trying to show our the the broadness of this storytelling so it's kind of like the craig era has been its own little mini universe i guess to me um I, i well i guess for each individual you know bond fan it's a matter of okay is that what I want to do? Is that, you know, is that what I want James Bond to be about? Um, in contrast to what the earlier films were about, am I comfortable with that? Did it work? Um, and that's, you know, I think that's up to each individual Mm -hmm. Bond fan. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, side note, but do you think that, um, Christian Bale's Batman slash Bruce Wayne 
mm-hmm. particularly the particularly the uh, the Dark Knight film, pulled right. drew, drew a little bit from Craig's Bond, where Batman really got into. I mean, he damn it, basically got into ep- espionage and snatching up folks. Hmm. Uh, I never thought about that. I mean, you know, listen, Christopher Nolan is a huge James Bond fan. You know, he's talked about that. And if you watch Inception, it's, yeah. you know, clearly he's a Bond. I mean, Inception was essentially a Christopher Nolan, James Bond mm-hmm. movie. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. When I, you know, I haven't watched The Dark Knight in, in a little while. So maybe when I go back next time and watch it, I'll look for that. But I could definitely see it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's some influence, not only of Bond, but of Craig era Bond um, on Nolan. And when did he film that? That was in 2007, I believe. So yeah. that had been a year. That's a year mm-hmm. after Casino Royale mm-hmm. came out. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he saw Casino Royale, loved the movie. And, you know, that had a, a slight influence on some things he might have done with. Because, um, you know, there is that scene with uh, Christian with Bruce Wayne during the day on the motorcycle and yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm wondering if, uh, if it's even worth continuing the, the storyline that has, uh, run through the Craig films, um, in whatever mm-hmm. the next bond film is going to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. you'd alluded to this earlier about how, how historically bond films have always been standalone movies and, 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 you know, and right. rarely ever so often there's some cross populating. Um, but it's not to the degree of the Daniel Craig era films where there are clear mm-hmm. connection points. Do you think that this can continue in a, in a, in a much larger arc in the similar way that the MCU films have done? Mm-hmm. With a new, we with, a, new, with bond? a new bond. Um, man, that's a good question. I think, and again, I think so much of this comes down to audience expectation. You know, what what is the audience expecting? Um, particularly, you know, new fans. Because what is what is universe building, and you know, kind of like you know, extending the storytelling into different mediums is part of the reason to do that is obviously to mm-hmm. attract new fans and to make sure that there's a next generation of fans coming after the current ones. Um, Cause that way, once the current one generation dies out, you don't want to be sitting there like, okay, now nobody loves our franchise anymore. Um, so I, I think it comes down to does, does the audience expect this, you know, Craig thread to run through a new one? I would say, no, I would think that with bond, we have, you know, we, because all these films, like you said, prior have been so, so much of standalones um, that I think that we've been, the audience is custom is accustomed to Bond being rebooted with every mm-hmm. new Bond. So it's not going to be a shock if, you know, the next James Bond um, doesn't reference any of these things. Because, I mean, if you look at Craig, Vesper was his one, you know, that was his that was his right. love of his life. Um, he's never mentioned Tracy in this series mm-hmm. and Craig era, you know, Tracy has never been mentioned or, or I think even alluded to. Um, so I don't think that, and in prior, you know, universes or, uh, eras, you know, it's not like the Connery era ever alluded to Vesper, you know? So I think that if, you know, once this new actor moves into the role and, you know, Bond 26 is in production or comes out, I don't think that anybody's going to be expecting it to be a continuation of, of the Craig 
era or even the tonality, you know, it, I, I could see, man, I could really see the tonality shifting back a little bit closer to say, um, Pierce Brosnan and, mm. you know, either world is not enough maybe. Um, so, you know, not, not completely comical, not completely Roger Moore era, uh-huh. you know, type bond, but not as quote unquote dark, um, as they like to say, as the, uh, the Craig era, um, I could see it being more like, you know, kind of straddling both of those worlds, like, uh, like the world is not enough. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that we need to continue this. Um, but let me ask you, do you think, you know, would you prefer, what, what would be your preference? Would you want to see us go back to standalone films or would you want to see the next bond kick off his own, um, you know, type of, uh, uh, continuation or type of thread throughout all his, his you films? Know, I don't know. I, honestly, you know, I always stop and consider my answer before. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, to be really, I, I, I would appreciate some continuity. So the next bond, a longer term continuity, continuity in history. You know, yeah, and see, because I mean, the reason why is because as as the standalone films came to a resolution of like the mission, the mm. problem was never solved. It's kind of like what do you mean? Like Spectre was never defeated. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting that you said that because you know the rumor is that in No Time to Die, Remy Malik's character, there's a rumor that he's he's Doctor No. You know, even though they've kind of denied that, there's a rumor mm-hmm. that he's Doctor No. But the other rumor is that whether he's Doctor No or not, that he is associated somehow mm-hmm. with Spectre and basically takes over shit after you know um, Blofeld mm-hmm. is locked up. So let me ask you this then: Were you when Inspector when it was revealed that yeah, all these things are connected? Did you have any issues with that or you were cool? I was with cool with it. I wasn't cool with the implementation of it. I wasn't cool with how the reveal went. It mm-hmm. just seemed a little it seemed a little campy, actually. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um but it made sense that you had these loosely connected but tightly coupled with specific individuals who lead these seemingly disparate groups. Right, right. Yeah, I I think um I'm I'm in the same camp. I, I you know, I I I didn't love that it was all connected, mm-hmm. but I think I would have had less of a problem with it had it been executed better, yeah. to your point. So let me ask you this, though, before we before we wrap up. Did you because as much as I because, I, you know, I, I absolutely love the fact when I found out that Quantum of Solace was going to be a literal direct uh, continuation of mm-hmm. Casino Royale, because that was very exciting at the time. Um, so I, I never, and you know, Skyfall is a, Skyfall is somewhat of a standalone mm-hmm. film, you know, um, mm-hmm. within the Craig era. Um, but does it, I guess for me, one thing I wish that I could have gotten out of the Craig era, which I, I can see from what we were seeing of no time to die, we're not going to get that, but I would have loved to just see him walk into M's office M give him mm-hmm. a mission. He goes off on the mission and that's it. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have just seen that kind of old school, you know, from Russia with love type of mm-hmm. storytelling. Um, and I feel that do you that's all I want to ask you. Do you I feel like we missed out on that with, with Daniel Craig. Um, do you feel that way or are you fine with, you know, all these films being, you know, how they've how they've how they play? Well, out? The, with the, I mean, the Craig films, I, I really like the continuity. Um, I really I really liked 
as much that was revealed about James Bond that was revealed. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you had referenced Jason Bourne. The thing about Jason Bourne is that it was a dis- it was a discovery journey. He was constantly unraveling right. truths about about who he was. Um, mm-hmm. And every, you know, every layer that was peeled back, you know, sparked another emotional response to that. And with Bond, you don't get that because Bond inherently needs to compartmentalize. Well, yeah, he's always been he's always been as much of a mystery to us as to a lot of people right. on the screen. Um, yeah, I think that yeah. I think that that would be useful to to this modern audience if you got into more of the duality of James Bond as an individual. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he goes back to his apartment. He turns on the television, and I think you saw that in um, was that in Skyfall when no Inspector, yeah, he Inspector when he, we actually saw his crib. You yeah, know, which I think we that hadn't happened since Live and Let Die. I you know, think. he just he's a guy for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think I could set up some some interesting storylines to offset the main mm-hmm. plot point in future films. So, so bottom line, I think it feels like we we are saying, you know, we're comfortable with the personalization of Bond and kind of the more intimate, you know, connection between us as the audience and Bond, but we don't necessarily see the flip side of that, which be okay, let's build a cinematic universe out of Bond. You would have to do it with a new, younger 007. Um, it'd be great if it was Lashana Lynch. Um, that's all I'm about to say. I see, you know, when you talk about extending universes, and this, I'll, I'll say this would be my last point, but I think from what I've seen just in, you know, the the, the trailers that we've gotten mm-hmm. so far for mm-hmm. No Time to Die, if Lashana Lynch is ends up blowing mm-hmm. up in this movie, you know, she ends up being the audience fave in this movie, um, that'll be an interesting test to see if they say, okay, we need to do a spinoff with, with yeah. her. You know, as whatever double O, you know, she's not going to be double O seven. She's double O five, double O nine, whatever, and see if that is going to be their first, you know, foray into possibly a cinematic universe. And that's, I guess, that's the point of this episode is to say, okay, you know, for us as fans, is that is that necessary? Is that what we want? And again, I come back to, you know, I really at this point, I don't think so. But it also depends upon the execution. Um, for me, you know, personally, man, I just want them to get, it, I'd be fine if we just focus on Bond mm-hmm. himself and just get that as mm-hmm. tight as possible because the Craig era has been hugely successful, right. but it's been very, very, um, it's been ups and downs and it's been very, um, long, you know, stretches of time between right. films and there's been all these production issues and blah, blah, blah. So I'd really like to see them get their shit together and just, you know, the next era of Bond we get back to that film like once every say mm-hmm. three years and it's just like boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. And we're just, you know, there's, we can get rid of all this drama. I would prefer that over saying, okay, yeah, let's build a bond cinematic universe. All right. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for the first episode of our special countdown to no time to die. Uh, 007 and counting. Um, we invite and encourage you to subscribe to Mad Unreal uh, in iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, we're going to be um, obviously doing more of these. We've got six more, one in the can, six more to go for our 007 and counting. And 
What will we be talking about next time, uh, Arthur? What will we be talking about <laughs> next time? <laughs> 007 Count, you remember like at the end of the films, you know, James Bond will return. They used to remember, they used to announce the name of the actual film. I don't, they don't do that anymore, but do we want to announce the name of the actual episode? Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? The next installment of 007 Counting is going to be Bond from the Black Perspective. Mm. If you're not Uh-oh. already familiar, <laughs> both Isaac and myself part of the black community <laughs> and so, represent the entire right black community. right right yeah. right 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 we're gonna we're, we're gonna give you a very monolithic uh, perspective <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun and in like 40 minutes too. right hey, um and that reminds me yeah make sure you guys uh hit us up on twitter and let us know what you think about this whole the potential of a bond cinematic universe do you think it's needed do you do you want that do you not want that would you um, look forward to that or would you absolutely hate that um, hit us with your thoughts about everything we talked about today hashtag mad unreal so we'll see it and then um yeah hit, hit us up if you know if you have a if you want to talk about bond from the black perspective go ahead and talk about that as well and maybe we'll include your comments on the next show just make sure you hashtag mad unreal peace